Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I'm so excited you're here. I've got something super special for you this week. My friend Tina, Tina Olson, host of the Not This Podcast, invited me on her show to talk about purpose and how it relates to human design. And the conversation was so fun that I asked if she'd be open to the concept of a dual drop. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I'm making it a thing. So in other words, this episode that you're about to hear is also airing on the Not This podcast this week. So we're talking all about purpose. We're talking about all about human design and we're bringing good energy to the world. I hope you enjoy it. Go forth and be awesome. I love you. Okay, so I have had a feeling that I wanted to talk about purpose. And what's so amazing about this is, I mean, who's the I when I even say that? It's my soul starting to clue me in that I'm going to have a conversation with somebody about purpose. We realized that it was going to be you and me. And the brilliance of this is the couple weeks where it was marinating, like so much moved and changed and so much texture and complexity added to the, to the mix. And so here we are. (laughs) Here, here we are as you're a brand new human. In every moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this, and especially right now. Right. So one of the first places I want to go with this is the not this of all the shit that's out there about purpose. Cause I want to just clear it out. I want to name it so that we can just move it to the side and then spend the remainder of the conversation in this super expansive place about all the possibilities, all the ways that we can name what it is that we're, we want to, redefine purpose as and whether or not we even want to use that word we we get to just play but first let's clean up our sandbox (laughs) okay (laughs) i feel like the uh a non-clean sandbox is basically kitty litter (laughs) yes we don't want kitty litter uh okay so first things first when i say purpose and i ask that to like 10 years ago, Kelsey, or 20 years ago, Kelsey? Okay, so I don't, I can't even like tap into 10 years ago because- Time makes no sense. You find, yes, exactly. (laughs) But like 20 years ago, just finishing college mm-hmm. was my purpose oh you know what you know what I told my parents I wanted to do when I grew up when I was a little kid mm-hmm. I said I wanted to work with furry animals oh and I think uh, 20 years ago I probably would have said some variation of that because purpose would have been like a career yeah yeah and I love that answer okay so first of all I always wanted to be a vet as a kid too. And, um, 
that's one of the first things I wanted to break apart was this myth that purpose and career. I mean, can we even get rid of career in general? Like, so you and I, when we talk, you have named that what I do is work, (laughs) W-U-R-K. And if you're listening, you think that makes you think of like being in the club and working it. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's like every aspect of work now for me is a dance move. It's a like, it's a celebration. It's a creation. It's, oh my God, it's a gift in every sense of the word. And so I feel like this thing about career and then attaching a purpose to a career, there's so much rigidity and so many shoulds and so much heaviness and density that how could you possibly feel like you truly know what your soul came here to have you doing in the world and whether or not you're doing that if there's so many like constraints and barriers and rules and things around it. The word career wears a suit and smells like baby powder. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why it smells like baby powder, but kind of gross. (laughs) And if you're listening and you identify with having a career and you love it or whatever, that's fantastic. Like we're only trying to undo language that's not working for you. So what doesn't work for you? We, uh, same question. Okay. For you 10 years ago or 20 years ago, if someone asked you what your purpose was, what would you have said? Um, I think it would have probably been in the kind of generic sense of like helping people. And I could identify back then, like when I had my first job, I could identify that even though I'm handling insurance claims and even though the particulars of it might make someone want to run away from me at a cocktail party, although it does make really interesting cocktail stories. People just don't know that. (laughs) Just sounds terribly boring. (laughs) But I, I was able to clearly identify because it was so visceral the way in which I was actually helping people in a time that they really needed it and in a system that they didn't know how to navigate without my help. So I felt like I could unburden people with this kind of like sense of reliability. But there was also so much stress baked into it that it's not surprising to me now that 15 years later, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't sufficient to, to end up becoming an actual definition of purpose because it's not like lifelong. It wasn't, and, and separate from the job itself, it's just helping unburden people. That doesn't inspire me. <laughs> That's not a very inspiring, it's very level four, as we would say in our IPET coaching. It's in other words, kind of yeah. like helping people who need, who perceive we perceive need to be helped and there's kind of a codependent way and it it can be overgiving and then you get feeling victimized and worn out and all that kind of stuff. And yet I bet a lot of people can really resonate with what you just described. Yeah. And they might be like, no, that's my purpose. I work in insurance or I work as a nurse or Mm -hmm. a doctor or. I think anytime we're going to look at the lens of the thing you're doing in the outside world first, and then say how it reflects your purpose back to you, we're always going to somehow get caught in a loop there that eventually builds resentment or doesn't feel good or feels burdensome or feels like, because it's not actually born out of the the light that's coming out of us. Mm -mm. 
And it's not actually our soul, like, jumping up and down about that thing. Mm-hmm. So but I might is- be jumping ahead. Am no, I you're not. Ahead? I think we okay. cleaned out the sandbox sufficiently. Okay, a, leaf, a leaf here or two <laughs> there, it'll be fine. So what does make your soul jump up and down? Play, mm. light, love, connection, co-creation. Mm-hmm. I was recently asked to, um, in working with somebody, how, like, how would I define success? Actually, she asked, like, how many how much money would you need to make for this to be successful? And I was like, "Mm, I can make something up. But the truth is I don't define success that way. Success for me is love and ease and play and joy and co-creation and connection. Mm -hmm. So if all of those things, if I'm feeling all of those things, then we're successful. Mm -hmm. And inherently then, as long as we don't have blocks to it, then the money and the other things have an opportunity to flow with all of that energy because it's all part of the river. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what would you, in 2020, say is your purpose? Mm, to be love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and to live from, to live from that heart space, and that element of it is new. You've been by my side, holding my hand, helping me through this like next level up of living even more expansively in my heart space. And it's like so obvious that if I'm here to be a vessel of love or a beacon of unconditional love, those are both terms that have come to me at different times in different ways. We'll talk about that more later. (laughs) Duh. It's going to be out of my like literally out of the middle of my chest. And I think one of the things that was confusing for me is um, I didn't know how to connect fully to, so they say the actual field of the heart is like measured, I think about 20 feet away. Now granted, you could have your heart chakra pulled in and then the head is like much less than that, right? Do you know what the number of feet is? No, I mean, I'm hearing three, but I don't actually know. I wanted to go with the social distancing six. I mean, (laughs) whatever it is, it's not 20, right? And at the same time, I think a lot of us in this Western American culture that we're in, so analytical, dominant that there is so much pain um i saw a tiktok yesterday that was hilarious and heartbreaking at the same time the guy was like i'm gonna make you your morning drink and it was like a whole bunch of alcohol mixed with a little bit of extra alcohol mixed with and as he was pouring this he was like one two because i'm waking up in america three four because all i wake up to pain every day and Like, can we just name that? Can we just say that out loud right now? That the reason we are so culturally numb and so culturally out of our heart space is the amount of dissonance that we have baked into the whole fucking thing. And so those of us who choose to live out of our heart spaces, 
have had to clear out a whole bunch of stuff. And we also have to do like a really crafty life around not consuming most of what's out there. Yes, we have to be, mm, I actually don't want to use the word have to, but I'm going to just for now because it's easier language wise, but we have to be very protective of our hearts. We have to be very discerning Mm -hmm. with what we allow into our energy. Mm -hmm. Because it shoves you right back into your head immediately. I mean, you can't, you couldn't, what a fascinating experiment it would be. I almost said, I dare you, not you, but you know. We're going to what a fascinating experiment would it be to sit down in front of the news and especially maybe the news that is highly politically charged and not from the perspective that you tend to agree with and to sit with a completely open heart. Would would that person be in hysterics? Would that person be in rage? Would that person be like, and obviously the only way I'd actually recommend doing this is doing it completely from the observer perspective, you know, just let the emotion flow through. Christina, that sounds like a horrible experiment. (laughs) I'd be in the fetal position so fast. Right. But like, that's what paying all of the attention would do to us. Yeah. <laughs> What's the antidote to all of this? <laughs> Finding out what our purpose is, whatever word you want to give that. What is the truth of who you are in a sentence or less? And living out of that energetic space all day, every day. And protecting that and honoring it as the the most valuable thing in your in your life in your experience completely sacred completely sacred. I know I am here to play in the light mm-hmm. and that's how I help people mm-hmm. that's how I elevate the world that's how I my soul chose for me to change the world mm-hmm. is through playing in the light. Mm-hmm. If I were to like sit down in front of the news, that would really muddy up my light. It would take you out of your ability to live your purpose. What do you have any other words that you call it? Mission. Sometimes I say, I say to people like your job here or mm. your, but not like J O B job, mm-hmm. but like your, your job is like to your divine assignment. Light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Divine assignment. I like that. Mm. And yet, mm, but divine assignment sounds like somebody else assigned it too, but mm. your soul picked it out for you. Right. Your soul chose before you came to earth school chose what you're going to do. Every single one of us is here to change the world and your soul picked out the way you're going to do it by choosing who you're supposed to be and what you're here to do. Mm-hmm. And then giving you all of the gifts that you need to do that in the most powerful way. So that is a beautiful nod to human design. 
And so I want to dive into what human design, the actual chart, the map of who we are, the blueprint that our soul chose, and it gave it to us on this really easy to read map as long as we know our birth time. So what are some of the aspects of someone's chart that you look to to help them remember what divine role their soul came to play? So there are so many different levels to human design and the top level that is accessible to everyone because it's going to say it on your chart is your energy type. So that's generator, manifesting generator, manifester, projector, and reflector. And let's just go through those right now. If you're a manifesting generator, you're here to play. If you're a generator, you're here to be lit up. Mm -hmm. If you're a manifester, you're here to create movements. If you're a projector, you're here to guide us. Mm -hmm. And if you're a reflector, you're here to reflect the wisdom of your environment and well, the wisdom of your environment. And that includes the people around you mm-hmm. back to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's then go a step deeper. Mm-hmm. So then we can butts around with, well, where do I want to go next? Incarnation cross. I was going to say, like, do we, I feel like it's the, I don't know why I want it to be a goat in the room instead of an elephant. It's like the goat, the goat can fit in our house. The goat can hang out for a day. We're borrowing the goat. We're just, we invited it over for a play date. Yeah, I love that. I love goats. I feel like the goat can just chew on our shorts all day. <laughs> you have extra shorts you want to let the goat have? No, but last time I was working with a goat, it just chewed on my shorts the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, incarnation crosses, they're essentially, they're like the theme for our life. Mm. Theme, it's kind of another way to say purpose. Yeah. The other way I like to describe it and and kind of like add your own juju to this, but is like, it's like your dominant energy or energetic focus. Like it's Mm -hmm. something that's just going to run through and play through all well, I guess theme is, is perfect, but like it, it's where your primary energetic focus is kind of always going to take you back to. There's also part of the incarnation cross includes your sun personality gate. And that, that's what I tell people. If you don't know what to do, lean into this mm-hmm. gift, lean into this gate. This is where all of your answers are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's do Let's do us and then let's do a few additional examples of people we know. We don't have to say names, um, but just so that people listening can kind of get an idea of what the descriptions of some of these things are. Because, and I've told this story before, it'll be super quick, but I went to Switzerland. I felt called to Switzerland to visit a Black Madonna. Hadn't grown up religious. I don't even know if I knew what a Black Madonna was other than I knew, I guess, vaguely what I was looking for. I sat in front of her, I meditated, I walked around this church and I felt Jesus energy and mother Mary come in and say, you're here to be a beacon of unconditional love. And then fast forward, I don't know, it was two years or so. I meet Kelsey. She tells me that my incarnation cross in human design is vessel of love. And I was sold on the whole thing (laughs) because that event in Switzerland had been so real and so extraordinary. And then here's this chart 
and they matched up completely. And I was like, okay, so for the rest of this stuff that feels triggering right now or feels off, like I can trust that there's either more to investigate or there's conditioning or whatever. Um, and it's a human design experiment. It's meant for us to go in and play and obviously not hand our power over to. And also, you know, it can be a journey. It can be. And so finding out that human design had language for this vessel of love and then had more details. So do you remember which one my son personality gate is? Yep. Oh yeah. It's 25. <laughs> and which, which version of love is 25? Oh, well, it's the one that is pure, unconditional love, mm. childlike wonder, mm-hmm. and beginner's mindset. Mm-hmm. This, Tina, is why whenever you don't know what to do, I always remind <laughs> you to come back to that one. Yeah. We just need to put me on a swing sled or send me to a water park and then I'll probably remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your incarnation cross is? Mine is the right angle cross of penetration three, which means that I'm here to be intuitive for other people. Mm. Um, it also, in some places, it includes the language I'm not here to provide details, which I just, it cracks me up. I love it <laughs> because it is so true. Part of your energy penetrates to the core of the situation. Yes. And you see people, part of the reason, so... First of all, you're here to live in the light. We know this. It's, it's who you are and it's how you are. And you have this penetrating energy that sees to the core. So when somebody sits down in front of you for a human design reading, what you see is their complete soul self. You don't know all the bullshit that's Mm-mm. in between their true self and who they're being in the world. No, and I admit that sometimes when I do know people when they're not sitting down for a reading with me, but like people out in the real world, kind of, um, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Uh, But when I meet people who like have a mask on, Mm -hmm. I get really impatient with them Mm -hmm. when I can see their soul Mm -hmm. and then I see this mask and they're still like leaning into that mask and I'm like, God damn it. Just take it off. That's when you need to call me because I'll just go love them. Do some theta healing. We'll get the mask off and then we can return them to you. And you can be like, oh, I'm so relieved. Resonance. (laughs) You know what's interesting is I only discovered human design at no time. So I don't know. Oh, ago. I can tell you it was a couple years ago. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. A couple years ago. But when I first started like when I first finished coaching school and people would ask me to describe what I do. And I would be like, I, everybody has like kind of their true self, their authentic self. And I see this other version, like I see that version, but they're not always in it. Mm -hmm. And I help them combine that, that part of them that's kind of fuzzy with that solid authentic self. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until human design that I was like, Oh, because I penetrate, (laughs) I see the whole thing. Because you go right in, right into the light. Mm-hmm. I before I discovered human design, I did not use the word penetrate quite as frequently. Shocking. I know. <laughs> Other people's incarnation crosses that you might want to share that just like maybe struck a chord with you or was like, 
oh my gosh, if people knew that this was a part of a purpose, they wouldn't be struggling around so much, fumbling, trying to find something where they could say, my purpose is to, and then have like a 30 second mission statement. Yeah. Uh, so human design, the universe, our souls are super sassy. My mom's incarnation cross is the cross of planning. She is here to help other people plan their lives or to plan other people's lives for them. My mother has been a travel agent, otherwise known as a travel consultant, whatever you want to call it, for over 50 years. She is so good at it. Yeah. Her soul picked this out. Yeah. And learning that actually gave me so much compassion for when she tries to plan my life outside of mm-hmm. travel. Right. And I'm like, oh. but now knowing like, oh my God, that's just you really, truly being your authentic self. That's you shining mm-hmm. your light. Mm-hmm. Okay, go do it. And I'll just not take it personally. Right. Because it's not, it's, it, it's so understandable for you to take it as like, what you think I'm doing my life wrong or like, yeah. you know, I'm an adult now, mom, or what, you know, all the things, all the ways we get confused. And this is why learning other people's incarnation cross, their dominant energy, their purpose, whatever we want to call this, their divine tasks they chose to come here and live out is so liberating because when we see it, played out in other people, we, we stop mistaking it for something that's a commentary on us. And we start being able to root it on and say, yes, yes, go do more of that. <laughs> and ask, maybe you can ask a redirecting question so that it doesn't have to be about your life, but it's like, well, what's interesting that you're planning for one of your clients right now? Or what do you plan? You know, like, because you want to let the person, they obviously want to bask in that energy, which is what they came here to bask into. You just don't necessarily want it personalized in that moment. Exactly. I love it. I love it. What are some other like unexpected? Oh, the other thing I want to point out about that too is, you know, we started off talking about basically saying people's work is not their purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think your mom's a really great example of they're not mutually exclusive things. You can be bringing out your purpose in your work really, really beautifully. And both of us are our work. I call it my play. Mm -hmm. Um, our biz businesses <laughs> with a capital A S S. Um, yes, they resonate with our purpose. A hundred percent. As a matter of fact, as I was having an existential crisis of sorts in the last few weeks, um, one of the things that I had to do was a double check on all the work that I've done over the last well during quarantine, really, and I was like, "Yeah, no, 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 no. That's all still aligned. You're okay there." <laughs> that all came from the heart. That's all around love. It's all around empowering people to be in love in the way. And you know, what's funny. I just have to, I don't know why I have to bring this up, but I do. And I will drop a link in the show notes because it is really interesting. But have you seen that diagram? That's like a cone of the vibrational frequencies of different emotions and it starts red at the bottom and it's purple at the top and it has numbers and somebody measured again, I'll find oh. the someone there's a book, someone measured actually like the frequency of all these different vibrations. Cause we talk about them as like dense or light, but like literally it's a slower running vibration. If you're in rage, than it is in joy. And we feel that in our bodies, but like this was actually measurable. Okay. 
So I do have a beef to pick with where love is on the scale because they have love, like not that much higher than things like acceptance. Because mm, they're talking about a different they're kind of love. They're talking about conditional love. Yeah. Silly gooses. Well, they're talking about sacrifice too. Yeah. Sacrificing yourself. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, unconditional love is synonymous with source energy. It, it is the vibration of creation. And out of that comes all of the things, all of the, all of the really high vibrating things. Okay. So, so back to a couple other favorite incarnation crosses. Might be mm. sneaky to people. Well, okay. So I'm not going to name the incarnation crosses now, but there's one that you're, you're here to, one way to say it is like, you're here to be a shit disturber. Mm -hmm. You're here to wake people up, like to shock them mm -hmm. into waking up. Another one is- Wait, let's pause for a second. Because those okay. people would be really amazing activists. Yes. And the people who are, who, who are born under that incarnation cross and are doing activism work right now probably feel super energized by it. And the people who are doing activism work right now, but were born under different incarnation crosses where it's not their purpose are probably feeling super victimized and drained by it. Yes. And this, again, under seeing and understanding other people's human design and understanding yours and knowing like, when I look at my chart, like, you know, a few months ago, I was like, Sh should I be doing something activist wise? I look at my chart and I'm like, no, mm -hmm. that is not anywhere it's out of your charge. energy field exactly and it doesn't mean that you're not as a human allowed to care and have compassion and vote in a certain direction or whatever all the human things but it means like you are not meant to hit the streets <laughs> no absolutely not and it means having compassion for myself mm -hmm. again protecting my purpose mm -hmm. as sacred mm -hmm. And not going off to march in the streets mm -hmm. because I know that's going to take energy away from what I'm here to do. Right. And I'll add too that this is why a lot of people end up with mystery illnesses. Their body basically is giving them a timeout from spending their energy on things that weren't theirs to be spent on in the first place. And yet, from an altruistic perspective or from a thought perspective, they might say like, but I was doing what I, I was doing something good. I was contributing. Mm -hmm. I was black lives matter. And they do. And if we throw Kelsey into that mix, we will lose Kelsey as we know her. So again, it doesn't mean that Kelsey can't be voting in a certain way or whatnot. But it does mean that Kelsey needs to stay in the light doing her human design sessions because for every light bulb that she helps go off and make brighter, those people are then making more aligned choices around politics, around the way they eat, around exercise and the way they treat their body, around sleep, and around whatever other thing I can't even see that was going on in their life that was causing dysfunction or disharmony or dissonance. Mm, and just causing them to be out of alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not inclined to provide details. 
I you come it. up with six different words, I got one. Hey, hey, we're each in our design when we do that. It's true. <laughs> so I had paused you. There was another one you were about to spit out. Um, there's one that's about being an individual. Mm. It's like you are here to be you and everyone else. People are going to be triggered by you being you. Mm. And that's going to inspire them to change. Mm. It's like waking up the... Lemmers? Lemurs? <laughs> lemmings? Lemurs? What are you talking about? Are you, oh, lemmings. Lemmings. <laughs> the lemmings go off the cliff. The lemurs do not. The lemurs have really long fingernails where they can reach into uh, tree trunks or into trees and get bugs. <laughs> <laughs> lemurs live in Madagascar. The smallest, or one of them is called an ai. I'm done with lemur fest. <laughs> Another one that stuck with me is I have a friend whose purpose is to question. Mm-hmm. Question everything. Yeah. And I don't know if she knows that, but now I know that. And every time she's asking all these questions, I can now not get defensive because I realized that it has nothing to do. She's not actually questioning my life and telling me I'm making bad choices. <laughs> she's questioning everything because she's meant to question everything because that's the way that she brings wisdom into the world. Yes. And she's not only, this is what's so interesting to me because I spend so much time in your energy and you penetrate for resonance you penetrate for alignment right you're you're penetrating because you see the soul and you're like get back in there <laughs> i am <laughs> and so then when i'm in someone else's energy whose whole purpose is to question everything everything is remember in math the absolute value it's like the little bars yes, and i didn't think i was ever going to talk about it again <laughs> you're yes. welcome <laughs> the little bars on the either side of a number and whether it was positive or whether it had a negative in front of the number, you stick the absolute value little walls on the other side and out pops the integer as a whole quote unquote positive number, right? It's the, it's the value. It's not positive or negative. It's the absolute value. And I, that's what I feel like is the question everything. There's not a slant towards you're, you're in a dissonant vibration or you're in a resonant vibration or you're right or you're wrong or this is negative or it's positive. It's like, no, 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 this is just a question because it's a question and there's value in every question. Every, that just reminds me that like we, I already said this earlier, but just a reminder to everyone, every, every single one of us is here to change the world mm -hmm. and to do it in our own unique way. Mm -hmm. So she's here to do it through questioning everything. Mm -hmm. I just love thinking of our little baby souls being like this one. Okay. We're going to put this one. This one's going to go in and she's going to ask all these questions. And that's how, like by asking these questions, she's going to get people to think about things they wouldn't otherwise think about. And she's just going to teach the world and she's going to totally shift perspectives. And that's how she's going to change this section of the world. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Does it make you kind of want to know just out of curiosity, like 
whole bunch of people's incarnation crosses. Like I'm like, I wonder what Oprah's is or I want to know everybody's entire chart. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Again, this is like my penetrating energy, me meeting someone them not knowing what time they're born and me just like rolling my eyes <laughs> and why are we here <laughs> and this is also me being so excited when somebody signs up for a reading i plug their birth information into the chart or into the system i see their chart and i dive into it and i get to see the person's soul and then i get to meet the person and when i first meet them i'm just like oh hi <laughs> Like, what is, what is the human side of you look like? How does all of this magic show up in this whole, like, earth side journey? Yeah. Mm. It's such a gift. It's such a gift. And I know so many coaches and healers and people who do different types of work. And I'm not saying that any of this isn't valid, Um because it is, but again, for my using my favorite analogy of walking a road trip, by the way, it's 444 right now, hashtag just saying, the fastest way to gain clarity on the primary thing your soul came here to do is to get a human design reading, find out about your incarnation cross, find out about your sun personality gate, and then start learning how to be in that energy in as many moments in the day as is humanly possible for you at that time. And then of course, that those possibilities just continue to expand because the more you're clear on who you aren't, the more your soul can stop tossing you shit and being like, hey, you want this? And you're like, oh no, this must mean that I'm an awful person or this is happening to me again. And it's like, no, 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 our souls are just saying like, hey, if this feels like shit, at some point in time, we're hoping you finally say no more. Yeah, because we're all here to experience ease and joy. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's another piece of our human design chart too that shows us what drives us. Mm. And that can also feel... It can be connected with, again, well, the whole thing is alignment, but it can kind of kind of connect with our purpose in that if you're driven by a desire to impact people, mm. then part of your purpose is to impact people. If you're driven by a desire to make money, then that's going to be part of your purpose. Mm. So what part of the chart is that? That's in the ego center. Okay. So that it doesn't matter if it's defined or undefined. Okay. So that, that's, um, something that you can, uh, get more goods on one-on-one with Kelsey. Yes. I love it. And there's also the pieces in our profiles too. Like we're both four sixes. We're, we're here to learn from other people, mm-hmm. like learn from our people. Mm-hmm. So we're not the type to necessarily, um, like just learn from everyone or to buy all the books and learn everything from textbooks. Mm -hmm. We're here, we find our people and we learn from them. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's like layer upon layer upon layer, but there's this core, this unchanging core 
And as I was driving to go run by the lake today, one thing that came up for me around this is that many, many, many human beings, especially those who grew up indoctrinated by a church that believed in original sin or a church that believed that God is a punishing God or that life is really nasty and hard and or people whose ancestors were in those belief patterns because that stuff can be passed down genetically to us and energetically. But there are so many humans that are terrified that the deepest thing within them is bad or shameful that they don't end up going on this journey of inquiry. And <laughs> I mean, it's Sunday. I might as well go for, full bore into Jesus. The good news is that we're all fucking magical. We're all motherfucking magical. Jesus would be on TikTok telling everybody <laughs> in a minute or less that you're magical. That's what would be happening. Let's be real. The deepest thing within everybody is gold. Yes. Get in touch with that. Put your hands on your chest. Breathe into your body and allow yourself to remember that the wisdom has always been in our bodies. We were given these supercomputers for brains just so the puzzle would be that much more interesting. <laughs> and challenging and worthy of growth and all of these crazy experiences that we have. And also so we can make the mouthpiece work. Yeah. Making the mouthpiece work is <laughs> <laughs> and knowing what's supposed to come out of it. That's daily struggle. Ah, <sighs> it's amazing. The liberation that each and every single one of us has when we let our bodies tell us the truth that what's in us is fucking amazing and the world wants it. Yeah, can we give everybody permission right now? If there's any belief in you that it's selfish mm -hmm. to live your purpose, can... Can you do some Tina magic and get rid of that belief for people? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So if you're in a safe place to close your eyes, you can go ahead and do that and just let your breath start to settle more into your body. And then I'm going to connect with the light of creator way up, 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 and you are automatically coming to you. You don't have to do anything. You're wired to know how to do this. So you come with me, creator of all that is. It is commanded that the program, that it is selfish to live my purpose, be cleared, canceled, removed, and sent to light on the core genetic and soul level and resolved on the history level and replaced with I came to live my purpose. It is necessary for me to live my purpose. 
It is safe for me to live my purpose. And I already know how to live day to day living my purpose. And most importantly, my purpose is for me and benefits everyone around me. Thank you. It is done. It is done. It is done. If you would like that download, just say yes. If you do not want it, just say no. And one of my biggest lessons on this journey is that I don't have to know how to live my purpose. And that I think is one of the trickiest things for little Miss Ego. I get caught up in my head, I become afraid, and I start tripping all over my puppy feet. <laughs> Part of your purpose is actually literally to not know. It's that beginner's mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. but that's really so good right because what that does is it automatically brings you back into a place of curious it's not that i don't get to kind of like sneakily find out more it's not that by not knowing how i do nothing it's that of course current me doesn't know where i'm going and at the same time, that's on a human level, at the same time, my soul always knows where I'm going. So if I simply start asking questions, aka beginner's mindset, and I Google those questions, or I ask a friend, or I read a book, it's like this amazing, magical mystery tour, yellow brick road that just appears in front of me. Whereas when I'm contracted and I think I have to figure it all out and I have to know where I'm going and blah, blah, blah. Like that is the killer of all joy because, and th- but that's just true for me. Somebody else might have a purpose that involves that. Like I would guess the incarnation class of planning might involve like a lot of needing to know how. But actually it's for other people mm-hmm. because all of these things are our gifts. Mm-hmm. They're our gifts mm-hmm. to share with the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm intuitive about other people mm-hmm. for other people. My mom is here to plan for other people. Mm-hmm. You're here to love other people and please love yourself in the meantime. Well, that's what I was going to say too, because like unity consciousness says, yes, gifts for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's the both and that we get to give to ourselves of these gifts in the process but not in the way that trips us up on our own feet in the way that is like the most pure gift that you would give to someone else. Like give that to yourself also while you're at it. Yes. We are here to own and share our gifts Mm -hmm. and not to overshare, not to like remember the whole idea of having a bucket and we want to give the overflow. We don't want to give. So the bucket is empty, Mm -hmm. but we are here to, because we're all here to do this life thing together. Mm-hmm. Again, we are all pieces of this giant human puzzle and we need all of us to be living our purpose, to be owning our gifts so that we can all rise together. Mm. Kelsey, this was pure magic. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. I love you. Thanks for playing. Thank you.
Okie dokie. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Remember, if you have any questions about human design, hit me up. Let's schedule a play date. You can do that at kelseyabbott.com. You know what else you can do there? You can book an individual human design reading with me. You can book a partner human design reading and you can book an upgrade to a human design reading, which is where you get a human design reading with me and a theta healing session with Tina. Also, if you want to be on my email list so you never miss anything, head over to kelseyabbott.com slash love notes, where you will get access to your own unique human design love notes, and you'll be on my email list. That's all for this week. You are amazing. You are incredible. You are one in a bajillion. I love you. Go forth and be awesome.